Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. This week I have a very exciting guest and it is my mother. <laughs> and she is excited to talk to you today about millennials and everything she hates about them. As well as a few things she likes. She also shares her best advice for recent grads and millennials and basically how you can suck less. So take that as you will and let's get into it. Also, don't forget to like and review. I don't even think you can like. I don't even know what I'm saying. Just make sure you review and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. That really helps and it's cool. So thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. So let's get this party started. Oh, I already started. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so what are we going to say? We're going to start with the job with? market. Um, it's obviously a lot different today than it was back in the olden days. So can you speak to that a little bit, even though you didn't go to college? Oh, wow. All right. So in 1984, <laughs> I graduated from high school, and I believed that women <laughs> could, um, women could do anything they wanted to do. And I was very fortunate that when I graduated from high school in 1984, that um, I was allowed to vote in the presidential election, at which point a woman for the first time was actually on a national ticket, the Democrat national ticket, which I am a, can I say that? Democrat? <laughs> I think and, that's understood. Uh, okay. So it was Walter Mondale and... Uh, Geraldine Ferraro and they didn't win but that's not important but I did believe that corporate America would accept me for myself but that was not true because corporate America was not ready for women to break through the glass ceiling so I went to college and then decided it was time to make my own decisions. And the only way I was going to do that was to go into the military. And that's what I did. That sounds like the opposite because I didn't think the military was very welcoming to women either. It has never been welcoming to women, but my father was a retired officer and I thought I might have an advantage. Turns out I did not. <laughs> Typical again. Typical again. However, I did learn a lot about discipline and work ethic, and it defines who I am today. I don't feel I would have been as successful today had it not been for my military um, background. And then, interesting. <laughs> Thank you for the history lesson. But you didn't really talk about how it changed. Like, what was different? Like, if you're saying it wasn't open to women back then, like, I don't know that it's that open to women now. Okay, so 34 years later, I will tell you that, um, I'm sorry, I got to go back a little bit. Madonna. Oh, my God. Mad <laughs> Madonna made a lot of headway because she did everything a man did, like um, Steven Tyler or... Um, who's the, it doesn't even matter. She did everything, Mick Jagger, everything <laughs> okay. men did that they were accepted for. But if she did it from a woman's point of view, it was like a really bad thing. So Madonna became like my idol in the late eighties, early nineties, because she was actually 
the first woman, in my opinion, to make headway in corporate America, because she pretty much said, I don't care. I'm doing it. You don't like it. Don't watch it. So, you know, 34 years later, nothing's really changed in corporate America, but it's starting to change. Um, so it's sort of sad, but women are now being treated more fairly. And I do believe it's because people who've had daughters like I have, who graduated thinking women could do everything and found out we couldn't. Um, now our daughters are actually going to make a difference and make that happen so that their daughter can do anything they want to do. 34 years later. Very motivational. But you're like, this is all about corporate America. But what about alternatives? Like, were there other options? Or was it corporate America or bust? Or was there other things? Were there people, not Madonna, obviously, but people like making their own path a little no. bit? No, no, not not at all. Because we weren't we weren't allowed to make our own path. Corporate America was all about men. Um, the only thing I was supposed to be good at was typing or, um, you know, being domesticated, cooking, mm. cleaning, getting married, um, having children, taking care of your man because you needed to, you know, that's what you needed to do. Even women in news media, which is what I wanted to do was news media. Uh, same thing. I mean, they weren't even allowed to be on, you know, the desk with the man. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, so, that's true. I see that with a lot of freelancers. It seems like a very male-dominated market, which sounds weird, but I think it is. And I think you get taken less seriously, especially as a young person and as a young woman. You do, as a young woman, get taken less seriously. And that was why it was very important to me to uh, support um, my daughter mm. in her endeavors because I never wanted her to feel like she couldn't do whatever she wanted to do. It was very important for me to give her the confidence and support independence so that she could be amazing on her own why are you speaking about me in third person because i didn't want you to like i didn't want people to think that i was your mom <laughs> <laughs> okay well, all right I'm not educated oh my god they might say oh my god how did you come from that no one's gonna say that okay great well you spoiled that that i don't even know why you thought that was a secret um what advice would you give recent graduates today? Okay, well, I don't feel I am the right person to give advice to a recent grad. What I, what I would like to talk about is I work with millennials. What do you mean you work and with millennials? I work with millennials that um, are young and this might be their first job or whatever. And I would like to talk about the characteristics. How are they getting that... jobs is the real question. Okay. Well, <laughs> they, get, they get jobs because they have a little bit of office experience and they showed a little bit of, um, 
I guess, intuition or whatever, maybe picked up something because millennials are actually really smart and you don't have any millennials don't have any problem with technology in general because you grew up with it, right? Mm, you grew true. up with it. There's no, you don't know. You know all about computers, social media, whatever. So when I get the opportunity to work with a millennial, the thing that stands out most for me is that um, I will go above and beyond to train or teach a millennial um, the industry as long as they, A, show initiative, which seems to be a problem with millennials, and um, if they can think on their own and don't expect specific instruction on how to get a job done. Because A, I already think that the millennial has computer knowledge more than I could ever hope to have. So I expect them to be a thinker. And if they can't think or come up with a resolution on their own, it's frustrating to me. And I will like shut them down and not give them a second look, I guess. Wow. Harsh. So millennials, I think millennials are a little bit different in that they want for the majority they want you to hand feed them exactly what you want. Oh my God. This sounds and, like typical, typical, like Facebook comments, anger from like what, what's that? Like Gen well, X and the baby boomers. The feud okay, continues. It, it's not that it's a feud. I actually see it in real life. I have some millennials that will be like, I need you to spoon feed it to me. And then I have other millennials who like try to get it on their own. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, I just powered off. <laughs> what? You're still loading. No, it just powered off on me. It's really weird. Anyway, so can you hear me? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. So millennials, I think, come in two separate batches. Yeah, but that's There's anyone. The... It is, but it isn't. Because people that come in with experience that are not millennials... Um, that maybe lost their job and come back into the market. They know initiative, take charge, know your stuff, blah, 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 blah. But then you have the ones that say, I need you to spoon feed me everything because I got the participation ribbon. Oh my God. Wow. We're going down that rant. I'm just saying that's the difference. You, you're, you're asking me about millennials. I'm saying that's, that's the biggest problem with millennials. Oh man. You, you can't have a millennial come into a corporate world such as mine and then they want you to spoon feed everything to them and it's like no dude figure it out oh my god you're spilling the tea you are starting drama i'm not starting the drama <laughs> it's just the truth okay um but none of that was advice so i guess your biggest piece of advice was don't expect people to spoon feed you stuff spoon feed it to yourself Correct. <laughs> okay. spoon feed. You you can't expect someone my age to spoon feed you stuff because this is the real world. It's hard. It's tough. You need to show initiative. You need to make decisions. And if they're wrong, oh my God, own it. Stand up for it. You will be all the better for it in the long run. That is my biggest problem with millennials is that they just, they just want to just coast and ride. And it's like, no. You can't, you can't coast and ride because you, you millennial are going to change corporate America. So you need to 
take initiative, figure it out and make new rules. So if you're going to do that, then do it. Don't just expect to come in and say, Oh, Michelle, what do I need to do? Oh, you should be a because, life coach. Right. I should <laughs> be a life coach. I agree. percent. <laughs> I would be the best because in my job, people, millennials, they want to work with me because I get them accelerated in their career because I can tell the difference. I'm, I can tell the difference between who's going to make it and who's not. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really good at what I do. Okay. Jeez. And I, and I do expect people to, you know, take initiative. And I think that's the biggest problem with most millennials, not you. Most millennials don't take initiative. Don't even know what it means. Because they got that participation ribbon. You didn't get those, Samantha. So. Yeah, because I sucked. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you did not. I didn't even get the participation ribbon. Oh, my God. And I didn't like to participate. Oh, my God. You participated in everything I made you. Uh, I didn't do very well, but <laughs> that's I, you funny. You always the best. No, oh, okay. Okay. All right, so here we go. Wow. All right. Um, well, you do, you work in, what do you work in? Mortgages. Okay. So you help young people with their financial goals. Oh my gosh. I, so I, what could you say about young people graduating college who might not be in the best financial situation like myself who come with a lot of student loan debt and don't know what the heck they're doing with their lives? What do they do? Okay. So as a mortgage underwriter, um, I've been in the industry since I off. Well, I started in the industry in 1993. Oh, another history but, lesson. But I picked it back up in 2000. Yeah, 2000. And I survived the, the mortgage housing crisis. I was still employed. So I actually consider myself um, knowledgeable in this subject. So what I hated to see was people my age lose everything they had because of the mortgage crisis. Um, what I also hate to see is people your age, millennials who come in and they are college educated and they're carrying 40 to $50,000 worth of student loan debt and they want to buy a house and they're making minimum wage and it drives me nuts. It's like, it hurts me. So um, my best advice to you is to just hold out for a little bit longer because the rules are changing with credit and student loans. And um, even with government loans, everyone's trying to accommodate the massive student loan debt because it is a severe uh, crisis in America. And um, eventually you will be able to probably realize your dreams and get a home in the United States of America. Cause that is the American dream to, to own a home. I could probably get you a mortgage, Samantha. Oh, thank you for the sale. <laughs> I don't want a mortgage, but thank you. I have enough bills. I don't want you to have a mortgage yet either. So <laughs> page. Oh, great. Um, Right, so that takes us into, well, I'm just going to force it to take us into 
uh, freelancing, blogging, like weird jobs. Like how does that fit in to this like new financial world? Like maybe you see these young people who are working minimum wage and they can't pay off their student loans, but what if they did something like a side hustle or they started their own business? Like is that a financial solution or is that just a bigger problem? Like where are we going with this? Okay, so I guess the question is, how are you going to talk to your parents about being a freelance person out of college? That was not my question, but thank you for the weird segue. <laughs> okay, well, I needed to go there with that because um, I believe that's the bigger issue. So, okay. All right. So let's say you don't want to take a tr- traditional corporate job where you got to pay your dues. I mean, that's you're me. Gonna, I quit my that's job. That's where you put in you're gonna put in time you're gonna you know climb that corporate ladder because you've put in your time and you've made a difference and you know you're gonna be with this company forever because your generation I don't think you do that that. anymore that doesn't work anymore because no one's gonna give you a pay raise unless you switch companies that's like the new reality so Okay, that's the millennial reality. Yeah, I mean, it's not your reality, but that's everyone else's reality. It's foreign to me. So as a parent, this is what, this is how I can say that to you. Um, I think the biggest thing is what goes through my mind uh, when you tell me you're starting a new adventure. Like, let's just say blogging. Um, I am all for your happiness and your independence. But in reality, what I hear in my brain is, oh my God, how much is this going to cost me? And can I bail her out if it doesn't work? That's truth, right? That's so true. Every parent is going to think that. So if you're thinking about telling your parent that you don't want to join corporate America You're just going to take this little side job so that you can start your own thing as most millennials want to do. Then I would suggest that you demonstrate that you are completely independent, meaning um, you're paying your own bills. um, You're not asking your parents for money. Your parents aren't uh, paying anything for you. And you are completely independent financially on your own because the only thing a parent thinks about when their child graduates from college is, oh my God, how much is this going to cost me? And am I able to bail them out when things go south? So if you're going to do your own dream, then make sure that you demonstrate before you tell your parents that you are completely on your own, independent, don't need them, making good decisions. Because if you're not, they're never going to support you. How about that? That's a good answer. Um, Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's useful to have another job while you get started, whether you're freelancing or blogging. Like I started when I was in college, but I had other jobs to support myself. Like I don't think I would have just started it. You've been doing your blog well before then. You just really focused on it. Yeah. College. But I got serious about it, and that was the difference. But I still didn't rely on it for income until, like, now. It took me, like, three years. So I definitely wouldn't be like, go quit your job and go do this, like, with no plan. Well, and again, you're very motivated and independent. And I agree, you do need to be in this position 
because I don't think it's ever going to be okay for you to be in an office environment. You're never going to be okay with that. I think a lot of millennials aren't okay with that because we sort of got like the short end of the stick. Like we came in and all these people, like the competition for these entry-level jobs is ridiculous and the pay is so low. Like it's just a garbage fest. So I understand being fed up with it because I'm pretty fed up with it and just like not wanting to participate. Plus the rise of remote work, like that's going to be the future. Like all these companies, like where I worked, we hired a ton of freelancers. That's just how it is. So let's talk about that for a minute because, okay, here's some notes I made today because I had to like check all these millennial sites because I was like, what you did, you did homework. I did homework. Um, so you want, you don't want to, let's just like talk about social security. Let's talk about that for a minute. None of us are getting social security. Let's be real. (laughs) I get social security. On it. You'll probably get it. I'm not going to get it. Until I'm 67, but if you have your say, I'm not going to get Social Security. I'm never you know, going to get it. <laughs> but, you know, it goes back into, like, my whole po- politics, Democrats. You are responsible to take care of people. I mean, you don't want me living in the gutter, right? Yeah, but what does that have to do with me not getting a real job? I a pension because by the time I entered the workforce, Pensions were gone. Pensions were for like people in the fifties and sixties. They they worked someplace. They had a thirty-year mortgage because they were expected to work for thirty years by one house. By the time they retired, the house was paid for and all was well and good. Okay, so now it's two thousand and what eighteen? Mortgages. People have like six, seven mortgages in their lifetime. You're not going to get a pension. You got to take care of it yourself. But you still have people that are entitled to their pensions from their former career. And because that's what they were promised, like, Chris. Oh, my God. You can't just whisper names. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, let's talk about Chris for a minute. <laughs> who is you know, Chris? He... Why? Why? No one knows who okay. he is. He just okay, whispered Chris... his name into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I did, because he's a good example. Okay. So, Chris was he joined the fire service in what like i don't know 1922 no and, and um, chris is your husband let's be clear about that okay yes <laughs> chris, my husband he retired as a firefighter after 37 years so he went in 18 so that was what 1978 and he was promised a pension um all kinds of money uh, never had to pay for insurance nothing he didn't have to do nothing, but the people coming in right after him, they had to pay for everything. So it's not his fault that um, millennials might have to support a little bit of his pension pay because that's what he was promised in 1978. I don't so think the majority of us care to help old people. Like I don't, I pay social security. Even as a freelancer, I have to pay social security. So I don't get what you're saying. Well, most millennials do care about that. They don't want to pay into it, but it's not fair because they have to think about what their parents were promised when their parents entered the market. So he entered a job that he was entitled to a pension and everything else. He put in his time and then he had to cut his time short because the governor of our state said, Oh, we can't do all that, but it's not fair to him 
So I think millennials need to realize that their parents deserve a little bit too, and they might have to pay into a system that they didn't want to pay into. Like the social security, I agree. Not going to be there when you're my age. Not going to be there. I'll be happy if it's there when, I mean, I still have to work. I can't get social security until I'm like, God, it's like another 15 years. It might not even be there in 15 years. No, it's not going to be there. But if it's not there, that just means you have to support me. So, Like me well. personally, financially support you? You're my only child. Yeah, you're but you're, gonna... where's your retirement fund? Like, isn't that I don't whatever? Have a retirement fund. We're all supposed to have those, so. Yeah, okay. Well, I was promised a lot of things too, but again, I don't have a penis. So I don't oh have Oh my those God, things. now I'm going to have to rate this M for mature. <laughs> Sorry. I'm never going to be able to monetize this. Okay, but men have have had better advantages than I would ever have. Again, I was just supposed to type and be domesticated. And as you know, I am not domesticated. So, but you can what type. Else gonna, so, I can type. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, funny. seriously, think about that. So you're gonna have to support me, millennial. I can't even support myself. It's a wonder I can eat. <laughs> You better find a way. <laughs> you better marry well. <laughs> uh, probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Nice. Nice. I'm woman. Hear me roar. I can hear you sipping on a cup. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. So, um, I do believe that millennials are going to change our economy and the way we do business. And if you want to take away my Applebee's and my Chili's and my Costco, go right ahead. But you better freaking replace it with something a lot better. Mm, Chipotle. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Why do you keep whispering? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to... <clears throat> Whatever. Like, the other day on Instagram, you posted this picture of you sitting by the pool before the storms reading a book. What? Oh, God. I was so envious. I was like, oh, it was a lie. Okay. (laughs) All of my Instagram photos are lies. Also, let me tell you a horrible tidbit about that exact photo you're talking about. I had to Photoshop the screaming children out of the background. (laughs) I said this picture upset me so much. Why did it upset you? Because I was sitting in my office and and I was like having a lull. So I was going through Instagram and there you were by the pool. And I was like, oh my God, how jealous can I be? I live a dream <laughs> life. I do not possess the discipline to work remotely like that because I'm not like you. I need someone to tell me I have to work. 8.30 to 5, Monday through Friday, and this is what I'm expected to do. I hate that. Is the, that. Like, when I heard you say, I don't like to wake up before 9. But people my age hear that, and this is what they say. I know, but I supplement it with, I'd rather stay up working till midnight than work at 9. I I understand that, but people my age say, what do you mean she doesn't want to work up, wake up before 9? Because that's what the world does. Again, Millennials are going to change the economy and change uh, the work thing. You guys think working, uh, 
two years at the same company is longevity. It's not. Well, you don't it's have not. an option. That's the that's the problem. It's like not your employers don't expect you to stick around forever. They te- treat you like garbage, so you have to be willing to move to get what you okay. want. I am personally working with a twenty five year old uh, male who was very smart, but until we got our new system at work, yeah, I wasn't giving him any notice. We get our new system at work, and he just boom skyrocket. So I went to my boss. He didn't know I was doing this. And I said, I need to train him to be what's called an automated underwriter. So I take him under my wing. I push it. I push him on the company. He's great. He gets it in like six. He gets it before anybody else gets it. He's 25 years old, college educated. He's got an accounting degree, right? What I don't realize is that he wants to be a loan officer. So he went, he's going for the big bucks, but he doesn't want to tell me that. Well, so why I'm would like, he? Because you would undermine him. Correct. And so he, knew he made a smart business choice. He's so smart. So then I get into this automated underwriter status and he's like the best, my company, he's going to run circles around me. By the time he's my age, he's going to be like the biggest big wig there ever was. Right. He's the second person I've done that with. So then I get an email along with all the other underwriters like a month ago that says, Hey, um, these two people that I personally trained and invested all my time in to be better underwriters, um, are now going to be loan officers. Right. And I was so upset with him that I couldn't even see why he did what was best for him. I mean, but at least you work in a company where that's encouraged. Like a lot of companies nowadays won't encourage that at all. Like they don't want you to move up. They encourage, I... Well, yeah, but you noticing is something that most people wouldn't do. Like, I know where I was working, there was no upward mobility, and I feel like that's true for a lot of places where they just want to keep you in the same position because they can get away with not paying you enough. See, and I don't... Anyway. That's because you're old. But I'm telling you, if I recognize talent, you know, I will take it to the next level. And I don't mind that. I don't mind doing that in my company because they appreciate it and they allow me to do it. But you're right. Not every company would do it, but he showed initiative. And the other girl who also I trained, they put her into a a loan officer position. And then I was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to train anybody else because loan officers make a lot of money and I don't have any desire to do that anymore. So anyway, you guys will definitely change the world if you show initiative (laughs) no spoon feeding that's it for today's episode i hope you enjoyed all of that rant (laughs) and i will see you next week with another episode thanks for listening goodbye